Welcome to the Gonzo Moe Newsbroom Anime Podcast, the unemployed edition. I am on quarantine because one of my coworkers tested positive for coronavirus. I feel fine, so I'm not that worried uh, about being sick myself, but it does mean that I have the next week off from work. It is interesting how the pressure of the weekend is lifted off your shoulders when you know that you don't have to go to work on Monday. I'm usually too anxious to get anything done because I'm, I'm rushing around trying to do my grocery shopping, doing laundry, you know, catching up on, on weekly anime, if I can even find the time to do it. And, and when that was taken away, I found that I actually utilized my day off much more effectively. Now, obviously, uh, because I have to quarantine, I didn't go out like I would normally do. Uh, but I watched a lot more anime than I would normally do in a weekend. I watched all of Yasuke. I watched Weathering with You, uh, which I've I've never seen a Makoto Shinkai film, so that was an interesting experience. I watched uh, the first, like third of Helsing Ultimate, something I've been meaning to watch for over a decade. And uh, another show that I've been meaning to finish for a long time is Chobits. And if there was ever a show that didn't need to be finished, it was Chobits. If you have feedback for the podcast, gonzo.moe at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter, gonzo.moe. Be sure to subscribe to the show. It's on iTunes. It's on Google. It's on Spotify. It's probably on tape somewhere. I don't know what you people are doing with this show. If you have an anime convention panel, that's a great segue. Anime Lockdown is coming to your ear brains. It is July 9th through 11th. The panel submissions are currently open. If you go to AnimeLockdown.com, there is a tab up in the top that says Submit a Panel. Those will be open until June 20th. I've been getting some really cool panel submissions so far, so I don't look forward to the inevitable moment where I have to turn some of them down. There's only, I think, 24 or 25 openings throughout the weekend, and uh, it's already too long of a convention. I'm, I'm almost certain that Friday and Saturday are like 14 hours and Sunday is, is probably around 10. Some of you watched the whole con last year. I don't know how you did it. I was definitely on autopilot by the end of it myself. So that is all I've got for the intro. Let's talk about some news. Where are the demons? Bring on the pain! This first piece of news, I, I don't really know if it counts as anime news. Does Super Mario count as anime? I know it's a Japanese company, but it, it just it feels more like a worldwide franchise at this point. Anyway, they're making a feature film. I did not know about this. It's coming out next year, according to the article, and uh, it is being made by Illumination, the people that made the Minions films. And I, I'm very lukewarm on this news. I like Super Mario. I really like the games. And I, I used to watch the old cartoon uh, whenever it was on. And uh, I don't know, Mario feels really corporate now. I don't know how to explain that. It, it feels like the old Super Mario Brothers Super Show cartoon. Like some producer did a bunch of blow and called Captain Lou Albano and was like, I've got a fucking idea. Get over here now. Whereas now Mario feels very focus tested. And like, like I said, the games I still enjoy a lot, but I haven't really cared about a Super Mario Brothers story since Super Mario RPG, and that was made by Squaresoft. So I, you know, I'm sure some of you are looking forward to this, but I just, I can't bring myself to be excited. Maybe once a trailer comes out, I'll, I'll change my mind. All right, hard segue. You remember La Vueki? I think that we talked about it last week or the week before. It was going on 
Tubi, maybe Retro Crush, I forget. It's going to be on Crunchyroll as well. So for the three of you that remember La Vueki, you now have more than one place to watch it. Up next, Discotech announced some release dates, which is to say they announced one release date for many things. Black Rock Shooter, City Hunter 2, Maharaba, Lupin the Third, Return of Paykel. They're all coming out on July 27th. What's hilarious to me about this batch of Discotech releases is that even they're like, the Return of Paykel is pretty bad. You probably shouldn't watch it. But we worked super hard on this release, so please buy it. And, you know, it might not be great from, like, the client standpoint, but it's refreshing as a fan that buys anime for a company to just be like, look, here's the deal. When, when everybody else is like, Coming this summer. The highly anticipated follow-up to the cult classic series Comic Party. It's time for Comic Party Revolution. Featuring a never-before-seen three-hour cut of the Beach episode. Anyway, you know what some people are excited about? Made in Abyss is getting another season. I guess it was a matter of time. It was a really popular show. I've been avoiding it because I heard it gets really, really creepy in the manga. And so everything I know about Made in Abyss, I learned from the Geek Nights podcast where they reviewed it and they talked about this concept called anime tax. And anime tax is when you're watching a show that is, for all intents and purposes, a really, really good show. Like 9 out of 10 Two thumbs up would do again, except there's one or two things that you need to qualify or ignore. And so in the case of Made in Abyss, they're like, well, the show's really great. It has great world building. And then every couple of episodes, they strip these kids down and like tickle them or whatever. And uh, that's just, I don't, I don't need that. I don't want to be a person that has to qualify watching a show like that. So, um... Uh, I guess good for the people that watched it. You're getting more of it, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit this one out. Did you know that light novels sometimes get audiobooks? I had no idea. This is something that, like, back when I read the Haruhi light novel, I thought it'd be really cool if Crispin Freeman did a uh, a reading of the book. Now that's not happening, so don't get too excited. But it's a step in the right direction. Yen Press is partnering up with this company called Hatchet Audio to produce a series of audiobooks uh, for their light novels. They have announced five titles so far: Solo Leveling, Sword Art Online, Overlord, The Miracles of Namiya General Store, and The Saga of Tanya the Evil. So far there haven't been any announcements about specific release dates or voice cast, but it looks like the first audiobook will be coming out in July. Next up is the end of an era. Sentai Filmworks has sold out of their limited edition Legend of the Galactic Heroes box set. I have not seen this show. The first I heard of it was on the Anime World Order podcast, where they, they really didn't sell it super well. They're like, it's, it's a really great show, but there's tons of dialogue, and all the characters look the same, and it might be kind of boring, and it's like 8,000 episodes long. Like, great. Sign me up. And uh, they, they would talk about how they didn't think the show would ever come out because of its length and because it didn't have, you know, super wide appeal and that it would just cost too much to release and dub the series. And I remember them talking about how the company that owns this series had, had made an attempt to release it at some point, but I think it was pre-order only and it was the entire show for like $1,000 and everyone was like, nah. 
And then Sentai Filmworks in 2018 did exactly that. Now, they didn't dub it, but they, they produced a thousand copies of like the entire show. It was $800, and everyone was like, okay, slightly less nah, but still mostly nah. And for, you know, what, three years, it sat in their warehouse. And it was a couple of weeks ago that they said they only had 15 copies left. And uh, I think it just timed out right with the stimulus check and people getting their tax returns that they finally sold the last copy. Uh, I don't, you know, you people are out of your goddamn minds. I know that I went to buy $500 worth of Goku, but I don't know if there's a world where I spend $800 on a military sci-fi show. It, it, it's, you know, the thing that, that got me with this is, you know, I don't, the price isn't necessarily insane, for such a large show, but when you compare it to other shows of similar length, that's where I like it. It definitely costed more. There must have been some kind of license or restriction that dictated that they released it in this fashion, because I just I can't understand why they didn't just release it as I don't know six or seven box sets. They could have charged the same amount of money over time and and maybe sold more copies, but. I don't know if this is how the company wanted to do it back in 2005. Maybe it was like this or nothing. I, I think it is streaming on High Dive for you know us peasants to watch it. It doesn't have the gold encrusted subtitles, but you know if you just want to watch the show, you have that option. And now for a piece of news that's making me say something that high school me would slap me in the face for saying. There's too much goddamn anime. Katakawa has said that they want to make 40 anime a year. And fortunately, the overwhelming response that I saw on Twitter was, please don't do this. There's already too much anime. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to not have time to watch all the anime. But what what some people tend to forget about is that there's people that make these shows and they work too much. They're, they're, you know, working to the point where they're putting themselves into the hospital and they're they're not getting paid a ton of money. You know, I've been saying it for a while is that what we really need to push the anime industry forward is we need less anime with higher budgets and more focused productions. And of course, that's not going to happen because they're making a shitload of money doing what they're doing. So they're just going to keep doing it until the bubble bursts. But for fuck's sake, there really cannot be that many people watching this much anime. I just refuse to believe it. There's got to be some... You know, like sometimes people make movies because it, they actually like save money by making a movie that no one watches. I know that Producers was about that. And like I've worked on movies where I'm almost certain it was a tax write-off. That's got to be what's happening. Because like you look at the list of shows that come out every season and there's always at least like 15 or 20 of them that they don't come out. No one talks about them. They, they just exist in this liminal space between anime seasons. You know what else exists in a liminal space? The hyperbolic time chamber. That's a Dragon Ball Z reference. There's a Dragon Ball Super movie coming out. How do you like that segue? Uh, Toei accidentally leaked their own movie announcement, which was pretty funny. Uh, I don't think there's any details on this film yet. It's coming out in 2022. And there was a really weird quote from Toriyama where he said, we're going to be charting some unexplored territories in terms of visual aesthetics to give the audience an amazing ride. What does that mean, Toriyama? Is this going to make Goku real? It's probably, he's probably just talking about 3D animation. I, I don't know, like what other, <laughs> what what could he possibly be talking about? 
All right, kids, it's time to get blasted with a manga. Shotgun. I've got a bunch of manga news. A bunch of manga is ending. Did you know that Ken Akamatsu was still active? I had no idea. In fact, I'm so out of the loop that not only has UQ Holder been running long enough to be ending, but it also had an anime that... uh, I didn't know existed. So that manga is ending in nine chapters. Golden Kamui is entering its climax. I remember reading this around the time that the anime came out, but I got bored pretty quickly. Uh, my limited memory is that it was about some treasure map that was tattooed on the bodies of inmates, and our heroes had to like find those people and recreate it. Maybe that involved skinning people. It was a pretty cool concept, but... They, they seemed more interested in talking about food, so I, it lost my attention pretty quick. The anime also had a really bad first episode. Do you remember I, My, Me, Strawberry Eggs? That was a, an anime about a guy that dressed up as a woman to get a job at like an all-girls school. Well, that's not what we're talking about. There's a manga called I, My, Me that has nothing to do with it. It's about three girls that start a manga club. Well, that's going to be ending in the 11th volume this summer because a fortune teller told the mangaka that that would be a good idea. Uh, then finally, the last of our manga bullets, Plus Size Elf. I don't know if anybody's reading that manga, but it's changing publishers and it's going on a six-month hiatus. I did not know what this manga was about until I read the article. It is apparently about a massage therapist that is helping an elf that loves fast food to lose weight. I don't know what a massage therapist has to do with a a weight loss regimen i don't know it's not really my thing but if you're into chonky elves you're gonna have to find something else to fill that hole in your heart until the manga starts back up okay so that concludes this week's manga shotgun i guess that's a news segment probably uh high dive is streaming majestic prince the genetic awakening that's a sequel to a show i did not know existed it came out in 2013 by the time you hear this podcast it'll already be on high dive did you know there's a new my hero academia film that's coming out this summer i didn't there was an article about uh, character design reveals and that was the first i'd heard of it so looking forward to that Next up is news about Yasuke, the new Netflix series about the first black samurai. Uh, I'm, I'm having trouble figuring out what people think about this show. The response on Twitter has kind of been all over the place. Personally, I really enjoyed it. I watched it all the other day. It reminded me of back when I used to rent anime from the local video store, and I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, and I'd always end up getting something just completely insane, and then I'd go to school the next day like, guys, have you seen Yasuke? There's like this psychic girl and fucking robots, but everybody's a samurai, and I don't know, like it, it this, this started, it had a bit of a slow start, but once it got going, I, I was having a lot of fun. Uh, I can't help but wonder though, because Yasuke doesn't talk a whole lot. And I wonder if that's because Lakeith Stanfield was just too expensive, and so they couldn't afford to give him a whole lot of lines. Anyway, if you enjoyed it, then good news, because there's going to be more of it, which is not surprising because it was labeled as season one. And finally, to wrap up, the news broom is our weekly Demon Slayer Mugen Train update. They had their second weekend at the box office, and they got number one. Uh, they beat Mortal Kombat by I think like a million or two million dollars. It was funny because when the when the when the movie leaked on the PSN, I saw people talk about like, oh, this is the worst. Demon Slayer is now going to be a total failure, and no one's going to go see the movie. And it's like, 
you're really overestimating how many people that would download a movie if they couldn't, that they would like go see it instead. And, and when you add up all the people that were downloading it, it really didn't come out to that much in the grand scheme of things. It would have been, you know, maybe a half a million, a million dollars more in ticket sales, which is nice, but it it didn't stop the film from making history uh, because Demon Slayer is now the number one film of 2020 worldwide. It has made $474.6 million. Now, I don't pay attention to box office numbers, so I really don't know what that means in the grand scheme of things. But in the context of 2020, where people weren't really going to the theater, that's out of this world. All right, there's another podcast. Gonzada Moe, Anime, Newsbroom. I don't know what the show's called anymore. Uh... If you want to subscribe to the show, Google, iTunes, Spotify, it's great. I read Anime News Network every day, so you don't have to. Uh, if you want to talk to me, twitter.com slash gonzo.moe. Why am I saying the whole URL? Probably because I got up and immediately started doing a podcast. I, I haven't had enough coffee yet. You know, we, we talk about how when you have to work on Monday, you have all this pressure to get everything done during the weekend. Well, because I didn't have to work today, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll do the podcast tomorrow. And now I'm rushing to get it done for the like eight people that listen to this. Anyway, uh, gonzo.moe at gmail.com is another option. Anime Lockdown is coming up July 9th through 11th. If you want to submit a panel, go to animelockdown.com and click the submit a panel tab you have until June 20th. I'm looking for a little bit of everything, but uh, the panels that tend to do the best are the older school panels, the the history panels. Uh, It doesn't mean you can't do one on newer anime. It just, you know, last last time we had a lot of robot stuff, it went really well. Uh, Anyway, um, glad you like the show. I'm going to make some breakfast now. So good, good morning, kids, I think. <laughs>